0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Tech Talk is underway. If you're having computer problems, hardware, software, whatever, feel free to call or text the program. Doug Swinhart is joining us for the entire hour here on News Talk, E3O, WCCO. And that number, it's a key, 651 461 9226 and you can text or you can call the program. Carrie Clatt is our producer on board and Al talked about the weather and I I just want to jump in one more time and remind you uh, weather is on the way to the Twin Cities area. The first uh, snow event of the season, a winter weather advisory is in effect until 6 a.m. Sunday morning uh, for the greater Twin Cities area including uh, our friends East to the St. Croix in Wisconsin. And this includes Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, River Falls, uh, Menominee, Duran, Chippewa Falls, Eau Claire. So that gives you an idea. The greater Twin Cities area, including parts of uh, western Wisconsin. Two to four now is what's forecasted. And uh, we we could see some slippery road conditions develop, so we'll keep you up to date on that. Uh, Doug joins us. Doug, I hope you're doing well.
1: Oh, absolutely, Steve. Thank you for asking. I'm wondering, did you hear about any of the huge internet outages across the country this
0: last week? I I did. We were in the middle of it. We had all sorts of internet problems at work uh, this week. But yeah, some big ones. Uh, Tell us a little bit more about that.
1: Well, thousands and thousands and thousands of people without internet, some for two, three, four days at a crack. And it We were very lucky here in the Midwest, not you so much the way it sounds, but um, uh, the East Coast got hit the worst, and of course California, where they have heavy traffic, and they normally will will be the first to go down, not this time. And they took considerable time trying to figure out what was going on. It was uh, not just one issue. It wasn't just DNS, the the domain name servers, uh, or resolving those. And some people were pointing the finger at 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 Facebook's outage from last month, and I don't know how the two could be possible, but I don't know everything that goes on in the background either. But it's a uh, it was big; it was very very big, and I think that some people kind of got uh, alarmed. They went, "Well, I guess we can't take this for granted anymore," and we really can't. Uh, our internet infrastructure, it's um, it's probably the best it's ever been for the U.S., but we are like. Fifty seventh or fifty eighth in the on the planet now for consistency and speed and price, so it's um quite a quite a unique anomaly that took place here, and I think it was a wake up call for a lot of people, and they are still concerned, and we still got outages popping up here and there, but nothing like we had Monday and Tuesday. Oh goodness, what happened at your work?
0: Yeah, we had a number of problems. Uh, this week on and off at work where people would just lose connection and it would drop out. And I wonder if it was related uh, to the big internet outages. Might not have been or it may have been a local issue. And our IT person ultimately had to jump into my computer and redo some drivers associated with the Wi-Fi because many of us will take our laptops to meetings and move around. And it, there appeared to be some sort of driver issue uh associated or some sort of update that needed to be done to my computer i i wanted to bring it up on the program today and can that be an issue when people are having a hard time connecting or staying connected to wi-fi in any one spot
1: oh absolutely this is um yeah i tell people all the time we can't always assume that it's your machine anymore it's we're, we're, we're continuously connected, and the way DNS works, when we type in a word or a domain name using actual human language, well the first thing that the computers do is convert that human language to an IP address and numbers. And that's what, what, that's the entire function of a DNS. Well, if your DNS server, if something happens to the reverse DNS, which is the process of sending the content back to our computers, it will automatically jump to the next DNS and the next DNS and the next DNS. So there's some built-in fail-safes. But when there's a whole bunch of DNS's all being transferred, there starts to become critical network collisions. And that's what we deal with. So when you have a Wi-Fi issue, yes, we got to take care of yours first and make sure that you're stable. But if you continue to have inconsistencies then it's time to start looking outside. And there's a number of websites that are out there. Just go to uh, Google or DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo does a good job on searching for these. And just put in uh, uh, Internet outages. And you can get real-time, uh, past graphs for the past day, week, month, whatever. And zone in on your Internet service provider or zone in on your, your area. It's a, It's a wealth of information. And this is a very, very complex thing that's going on. But with your guys', if you had an IT person that was there and actually caught it early and was able to correct, I think he went in and actually corrected the reverse DNS, made sure your drivers were all good and up to date and rock and roll. That's a pretty good response if he worked that fast. That's really good.
0: Yeah, and Doug, I wanted to follow up more on Wi-Fi, whether it's in a work environment. Or maybe there is an IT person on staff, or in a home environment, because more and more and more, and I think people will notice this when they go on their laptop and open it up. They're 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 seeing neighbors' Wi-Fi. There's a lot of traffic now, uh-huh. and that that can cause problems a, as well. And what what I've heard, and I've talked to a number of people, is sometimes it's good to go in and. Uh, Play around a little bit. Forget as many of these as you can, right. and and start over. And then start your Wi-Fi. Train in on the network you want to be on. Should be password protected, of course. But but sometimes uh, you, you get you get so many lined up in there that 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 sometimes the computer I would assume get lost or trying to connect to another network.
1: Oh, that's absolutely right, especially in a
0: Windows configuration.
1: Windows remembers every place that you connected to your Wi-Fi, and pretty soon you got this whole huge stack in there. And to go in and, and delete them or tell, them, tell your computer to forget that, because you can always train up again, and in fact, people are like, well, I don't want to have to go through that. Well, but if you're away from a, a, a location, for example, for a week or two or three, chances are it's very likely that when you go back there, the settings have changed. The password has changed. You're going to redo it anyway. And it's good to keep your, that's one area where we really want to get in and clean your computer. I find, especially with the smaller mobile devices, if you have more than probably seven or eight, you're going to start to see issues, and that's your machine, and that's something that can be prevented. I couldn't agree more. And wireless, Wi-Fi, people should be, they should work at it even if it takes uh, 10 to 15 hours. They should learn and understand IP addressing and understand DNS, domain name servers, and understand how they can connect them things rapidly on their own. This is actually a, a piece of user knowledge every user should obtain and hold dear, even if you got to keep notes on it. But to go in and take out, I've seen computers that have 50, 60, 70 connections, and their home co- connection is at the bottom. Well, computers work linear, so it started at the top, run down, start, and it would do that for every function. So just by going in and cleaning them out, your Internet's faster, it connects quicker, it's cleaner, it's more stable, and it'll obviously run faster. That's really, really good. That's. I think you've been doing that a while, though. You've been watching your Wi-Fi, have you not? Oh,
0: yeah, very much so. Not so much in the work environment. That was a different glitch, but I, I do know Anytime time I uh, check out w- what's going on, i It is amazing and and i don 't have neighbors very close to me, but close enough and it 's still amazing how many different signals uh, the uh, the uh, computer is able to pull in and uh, potentially can connect to Tech talk is underway. We want to remind you of the number six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six, six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. You can call the studio and Carrie will put you through, or you can send a text and that'll get directly into the studio as well. Six, five, one, four, six, one, nine, two, two, six. Quick one from our text line before the break. And I I've used this feature a lot, especially when I'm traveling and, and doing play by play. I work, uh, for, for a streaming service, and, a, and I'll go out and I'll do particularly high school sporting events. So when we get there, number one, we could be on Wi-Fi, uh, we could be using a hotspot, or we could be hardwired. But to stream the video that we're sending and the audio, um, we need to reach a certain speed. So we use speed test. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've just Googled it and speed test, and there's a lot of those out there. Just to check the speed, make sure the upload and download is is proper but uh, someone was wondering about a speed test when they do that um it starts with ping measure what is ping and what do the numbers mean i guess i haven't noticed that but and uh doug uh, the day that it was created
1: it just it, what we're talking about was when they were first testing internet protocols the one guy on one end says i'm gonna ping i'm gonna send you a ping they were talking about the game of ping pong Once you get it, it sends back. So when you issue a command to ping a server, that number that delivered is the amount of time it took to get to that location and to be sent back. Ping pong. Uh Don't don't you love that? There's just all kinds of words and little abbreviations that just, they make sense if you happen to know the the whole history. But, yeah, that's a, and, and ping, there's a lot of things going on with ping. And a lot of people are actually turning that off because we're finding that there's so much pinging going on that it's actually creating some overhead throughout the whole entire country and the entire backbone of the internet. So some of that is starting to go away, but it's absolutely necessary and it's absolutely needed. For example, if you were, had to go to a website quite a bit and you just couldn't get to it but the rest of your internet seemed to work okay. You may want to open up a, a command comm window or a terminal window and just go in there and type in ping, space, the website address. Better to use the IP address, but the website address should work too, as long as your DNS is resolving properly. And press enter. You should get three responses. And if it fails, one of them will tell you it failed. And it will give you the milliseconds, how many milliseconds it took to get there and back. And that's what those numbers represent. It's a great part. It's a simple, simple task, but it really is good that people are asking these questions. I love that kind of question.
0: All right, quick break. We will come back with much more. It is Tech Talk. Doug joining us here on News Talk, A three O W C C O. The number, again, if you want to call our text the so program, computers, hardware, software, whatever, 651-461-9226, 651 461 Nine two two six is the key number. You're on News Talk E three O W C C O. It took us one segment of Tech Talk today to get to Windows 11, but we're going to jump into it right now. Doug Swinhart joining us, and uh, from our text line, uh, Doug, I have upgraded to Windows 11 Pro, uh, even though it's free. I'm waiting to hear if it's actually a stable platform yet. Uh, have you had any experience with it yet? So tell, I mean, you you, you talked about a, a beta version of Windows 11 being available. Uh, l- let's get into this a little bit.
1: Yeah, this is a little bit confusing to everybody. Microsoft has announced that they're going to release this to the public, and I think they what they're I think they're talking about pushing it out and encouraging every unit every computer possible to go to 11. And fortunately, well, fortunately for me. One of my neighbors, real close to my house, I set up her computer last December, and she called with a, a problem. I, I can't change her background, and she's having some issues. And I connected up. Oh, I said, "Honey, you've you've updated to Windows 11." Oh, I have. Uh, you almost have to know this. I, I, Microsoft isn't just slipping this in the back door like they did with uh, the early versions of 10. But anyway, I I got a chance to work on it, and I'm I'm finding it. It's unique, it's different. With Windows 10, there are things that you adjust that you actually have to do three times. One for Windows 10, and if you want it to make absolutely certain, you gotta go back into a lower section and work in the same screens we had in Windows 8 and Windows 7. And sometimes you actually have to go one more back and work with things that you used to look at when we were in XP. It's kind of layered. And what I saw in 11, is we've added another layer. There's four of them there. Things that, I, I'm not certain what the philosophy is with that, but it, it's, it looks to me like it's going to be kind of confusing for users. Her machine, while I worked on Windows 11, it was running considerably slower than what we had it on 10, and that was part of her complete as well. She's got plenty of bandwidth, connected to CenturyLink. I think she's got a connection similar to yours. She's getting almost 40 megs, and when you got a DSL with 40 megabits, that's a fast, fast internet connection. It's a good connection. Very stable. Uh, and I'm going to be working on her computer yet tonight and tomorrow and see if I can get this thing tweaked up a little bit. I'm looking forward to getting at this machine. I really am. I don't think it's ready yet. I think it's time to just sit back and just hang on. Many computers are, won't be able to take 11, and I think Microsoft is struggling with this as well. I think they're feeling the pressure from people saying, I got a five-year-old computer, how come I can't install 11? And that's a valid question. It's gonna be a real interesting transition. I think it's too early, but if you have an extra machine, or you have a, a, a machine, or you have the knowledge that you can completely wipe out your data and your disk and start fresh with Windows 10 if you need to, by all means, play with it. But I would not recommend going to this level at this point with a production machine. Hang on, let others do the beta testing. I love being on the cutting edge. I don't like to be on the bleeding edge. That's kind of
0: my philosophy. All right. Uh, By the way, our number is 651-641-9226, 651-461-9226. And you can use that to call the studio or send a text to the studio. And we have a number of texts lined up on the program. But uh, Shirley called the studio; didn't want to go on the air, and I understand. But uh, what kind of computer or device would you recommend under five hundred bucks? She only uses it for email, and I think you and I are on the same page on this, Doug.
1: Oh boy, she's got a lot of machines to pick from. But just from what I've heard, I would I would strongly suggest that the first place she goes go take a look at a, at a Chromebook. Oh yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's this is a no brainer. It is, and you can yeah, and you can spend big money on Chromebooks. I I don't think that's necessary. I I think you can get into a two, three, four hundred dollar Chromebook and have a tremendous computer. And just make sure that you understand that ninety nine percent of your work is going to be on the internet. And sometimes people kind of shy away from that, but then they'll stop and consider, and go, well, that's all I use a computer for. So it all balances out. But that would be my absolute strongest recommendation. I am real impartial to the HPs. Uh, If HP puts a Chromebook together, it's a dynamite machine. But there's Acer. Acer has a nice one, a whole full line of Chromebooks. Um, I'm not so certain we're going to see Samsung in this presence as much as we used to. They seem to be pulling back on on the smaller devices and focusing more on phones. They, I believe, are trying to combine both of them. And keep in mind now, Google is, is actively working to create a crossover operating system. So it will be an Android system on your desktop, on your phone, and, of course, on your laptop or, or your mobile device. It, that, I think, is going to be a huge, huge innovation when they get that shored up and it's uh, secure and fast. I, it's going to be an interesting year coming up here. But for this lady, surely, for, for goodness' sake, Go over to Micro Center and tell them, you to know, look at some Chromebooks. they got a full line set up. You can play with them. You can look at them. They'll take good care of you and keep you safe from COVID. Uh, yeah, I would highly suggest that you play with them. And yeah. there are a plethora of, of vendors that carry these today. Costco's got a line of them, uh, Walmart, uh, Sam's Club, and Target. You can just go on and on. Best Don't have buy. any problem finding one of them. Best Buy, absolutely. Yeah. Don't have any problem
0: finding them. They, they, they are all over town we have three of them in the house my wife uh, works for a school district in the northern suburbs i won't name names uh she works with a lot of chromebooks and tablets as well including ipads in in her job for the students and faculty um for two to three hundred dollars you can give a very nice Chromebook. and It's amazing. And once again, Doug and I are not being compensated by this. Doug works with computers all day, every day. I've had a Chromebook. I, I have two sitting in front of me right now, and I just can't say enough. What I've had for years, Doug. You're familiar with this machine. And sure. I, I keep hearing it's on its last legs, and it keeps running and running and running. Uh, if you're going to do email and you have a Gmail account, it's lickety split. If you already have the Gmail account, you're in. You, yeah, you, buy you this. log out and it's done. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it, it is brilliant. Now, if you need more computing power or more capability, you may want to look at a Mac or a higher end Windows machine. I get all of that. But if you're generally going to be online, want to get to your email, get to your bank account, go to some websites, et cetera, these are golden. And you're right. Um, we we have three HPs at home. We've been very happy, but as we've pointed out, to be fair, there there's a lot of good equipment. There's a lot of manufacturers that make uh, Chromebooks as well, and and those are good machines too.
1: Absolutely. And the thing is, I don't know if people are if a lot of people are aware of what Google has done to help the schools and nonprofits. The schools don't pay for any of this, and the interfaces that they put together with normal Gmail, it's an enterprise version that the teachers can actually sit and watch the students as they work. Parents have their own login. They can log in and they can actually see grades by the minute, by the hour. It's a wonderful, wonderful system. And I think that this was in place just in time um, prior to COVID and it kept things really on track when kids were at home as long as they had enough bandwidth to work. This is a tremendous system. And if you do need a more powerful machine, if you go to uh, jump on the internet and just type in um, Google Chromebooks, and Google sells a line of Chromebooks, uh, I I put that baby up against the most powerful laptop on the planet. They're not cheap. They will do. They'll do anything any other computer will do. It just depends on what you want to invest. But yep. if she puts three four hundred dollars into a machine, oh. she's going to be a happy girl.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt. Great, great option. Matter of fact, uh, we uh, put my mother and father-in-law in uh, Chromebooks uh, a while ago as well, and they're, they're very happy with the device. Quick break. We're going to come back and have an update on the weather. We have a winter weather advisory, particularly northern suburbs of the Twin Cities, uh, in line for 2 to 4 inches. We'll have an update on that. More tag Talk on the way. Here is the number, 651 651- 651-461-9226. 651-461-9226. And that is good for a call or a text. You're on News Talk. E3OWCCO. Tech Talk. Doug Swindhart in for the entire hour. Saturdays 2 to 3. Sports schedules permitting, of course. And our number: 651-461-9226. 651 461 9226. If you want to talk to Doug on the phone, a great way to get in on the program is text. Uh, speaking of computer equipment, my 11 year old Toshiba needs to be replaced. Any recommendations for a laptop with pretty good storage? It allows uh, for Word, Excel, and has three or four USB ports as well. Uh, Doug, as we've alluded to before when it came to Chromebooks, there's a lot of great equipment out there. What are your favorites?
1: Oh, I'm uh, I'm really in tune these days with uh, the line of HPs, and I always encourage people to pay close attention to the business line. They are rock-solid stable, but again, there's lots of nice computers out there. MSI has a 17-inch laptop that's light and fast, and I picked one of them up for a gentleman, helped him buy it about a week ago for $1,000, and and it's a gamer, a top-shelf gamer, i7, quad processor, um, huge spinner drive, and an NVMe for the operating system, that thing just cooked, that machine was a wonderful computer, Dell's come out with a whole full line, just like everybody else, and I am really surprised, by the way, Steve, that computer prices, because of the chip shortage, have not decreased more than they have over the last six months to a year, I think it's going to happen. I, I hope it's after Christmas season so people can get their gift giving completed. But it, there's still the prices are still low. It, it's, and its equipment is just top shelf. Absolutely top shelf. It really, it's more about with if it's a mobile device, more about how you feel with that keyboard. Is it light? Is it exactly the right size? Don't get one too small. Don't get one too big. Take your time and look at them there's just a plethora of equipment out there and like we talked about earlier you're not going to have any problem looking at one and playing with it and having hands on and you know stay safe of course with COVID. do your due diligence but for goodness sake this is a very very personal purchase and it should be taken serious but and don't get stuck on one brand play with them all you may just stumble into a tremendous buy and you better to have a computer than not have one so get out and get done bought.
0: Yeah. Once again, a lot of great equipment out there. Read the reviews. Um, you know, be wary of the reviews as well, but, uh, generally, uh, reputable sites are going to steer you in the right direction. Um, Doug, let's, uh, talk a little bit about something you brought up earlier. And I, I think this is a fair point. Uh, differentiate between the cutting edge and the bleeding edge when it comes to, say, Windows 11. Because I think people are like, well, I I don't want to lag too far behind. Um, I will jump in and say this, that on stuff like that, I I want other people to take the test drive. I want other people to learn the bugs. And I want to fully understand what the drawbacks are, especially if I have equipment that's running just fine, and I'm able to do my work and do the things I need to do on the computer. I, I, maybe you've got a better way to explain it, but it's like... Oh, that was that was know.
1: put so well, Steve, that there's no way I
0: could improve on that.
1: Yeah, the, the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, it's, it really goes... I do believe this, though. I think people chasing this latest and greatest equipment has toned down considerable. And it's not like Microsoft or any other company sends out... software or hardware before it's time, but there's absolutely no way that we can possibly predict each and every configuration. Every person's computer truly is unique in one way or another. Even the way you install your software, the the sequence in how you installed your software, software will make a difference in the total overall configuration. Each individual computer is just on its own. I got to tell you, though, this guy that's got this 11-year-old Toshiba, if he's going to throw that away, I'd sure love to look at that machine. This is a prime example where this might be able to take this, put a solid state drive in, and make it run better than it ever has and save some money. But at the same time, if you're looking for a new computer, do that with the old one and have a spare. It's time now that we realize, and I've noticed this with this large outage this week, how many people have one computer? And they're not that expensive. I think every household should have two or three and have a backup. you got to have them. If you all oh, I can do without my computer, until they go without it, then all of a sudden it gets to be urgent. So by all means, have one, have two. Then you can play around a little bit and you can experiment, do that kind of thing. But the first six months to a year that any operating system comes out, is absolutely a time when they're reporting back to Microsoft, this is what I found, this is the problem, this is what I'm having, and it's issue after issue after issue. And many of those will get ironed out, and some will have to wait until the next update for that particular release of the operating system, and some will never go away. Yeah, unfortunately, Steve, as you know, you and I, we don't get to live in a perfect world. But we want it as perfect as possible, especially with data, especially with our computers. So it's a, it's a catch-22, but I say sit back and, like you mentioned, let other people do the testing. Let them bleed and have, I don't know how many times I've talked people out of buying a new video card, only two weeks later to find out that, oh, this baby's got a glitch that's never going to go away. Saved them five six seven hundred dollars 700 Went with the model down or waited another month for the next one. Let other people take care of that. Yeah, there's people that just chop at the bit. They do this for a living, test equipment. And that 's where you're really going to get the answers back to Microsoft in a hurry, and they're going to put their developers back on job and get this thing tweaked up but once it's once you're rolling it's uh it's waitable it's a i don't like that uh, cutting edge spell you can get wrapped up in so quickly and lose tons and tons of time, and might be something you can 't even repair.
0: yeah, the uh, tech talk will continue in a moment. Doug Swin are joining us. When we come back, uh, we have a text about the Apple M1 chip. We want to get Doug's thoughts on that. And we have a question on our text line about C Cleaner. Uh, we'll get into that program as well before the end of the hour. And you're always welcome to call this program or text this program at 651-461-9226. And that number is good for all our programs seven days a week. Here at News Talk, e three O W C C O. The hour has gone so quick here on Tech Talk. Doug Swindahart in. And, of course, so we talk computers, hardware, software, whatever, each and every Saturday between 2 and 3 o'clock. And, uh, Doug, let's jump right back to the text line before we run out of time. And uh, first one, what's your opinion on the Apple M1 chip? I believe that's a new chip they're putting in computers. Well,
1: oh, you know, when this thing was first announced, I thought, uh, well, you know, why bother? Why bother? But then I read about it, and the concept was tremendous. Uh, the M1 from Apple was the absolute first central processing unit chip that had the operating system in the chip. Well, my thought was, well, if it doesn't have to run to the motherboard and go to the hard drive and, and keep making all that access, this thing's going to be a, just a performance animal. I was wrong. <laughs> hey, you would get some performance from them. It's a great chip. I think that it's a good concept. I think again. Here is a prime example of it's a great idea, but I think that they might be releasing it a little bit before its time. So, and then of course, Intel got upset because they took their CPU business to uh, Taiwan, who's making the I think it's TSCM, uh, TSMC. I'm sorry, uh, the company in Taiwan that's uh, creating the M1. It's a great chip. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to keep prevent anybody from purchasing it. Um, I also wonder about what happens when you start updating that system. Is it going to be able to detect everything on the motherboard and the hard drive the way it should? Uh, Are we going to have to put drivers now and add that to the chip? At what point do we not have enough storage space on that chip, in other words, the firmware, to make it operate? Uh, So the people who go out and buy a a Mac today, they are actually going to struggle with, do I get an M1 or do I get an Intel? and it's going to be a personal decision, and I think your conservative computer users will go with an Intel. You're more advanced and aggressive, they'll go with the M1. But that's not the performance increase that I had actually anticipated and hoped for. A Little bit quicker, I'll give you that. I don't know. And prices, it appears to me that the M1's going to be more expensive. We'll just have to wait and see how it all comes out in the end, right?
0: Yeah, And, and uh, thank you for the
1: text. That was a great text.
0: Yeah, and we, we've only got a couple of minutes left, and there's a follow-up. My 13-year-old daughter wants a new computer for streaming and video editing. I don't know much about computers, but uh, know that a desktop might be a, a good choice here. What should I be looking for that won't break the bank? I have a daughter who's graduated from college, now getting her master's degree, and does freelance work, and does video editing. And, mm-hmm. in my opinion, get a mac uh oh, and i mac is a great option. Um, I have one here in the studio now that uh i got it it was kind of at the tail end of the model year. I got it for a thousand bucks. this is an oh. unbelievable computer well, and you know the thing is is is
1: Apple with the mac line like I can think of several other companies that are taking this approach um There's a German company called Peerism. And then, of course, right here in the U.S., um, System 76, they will make a laptop, but when they create and configure this thing, you can connect it to a large monitor just by walking in your house, putting it down, no docking station, no nothing, plug it in, and pop a mouse on there, and, well, you might as well have a desktop. Now you've got the best of both worlds. And be aware that anytime you're going to be doing graphics and, and editing graphics, and especially if you're editing video, you need to pump it up and get yourself a decent a decent video card with fast video RAM and have lots and lots of RAM, minimum 16 gigs. If you can afford it, get her 32. And hard drive space, here's where the NVMe is the speed for the operating system and your programs. And then, of course, might want to think about either an internal large spinner or an external drive for okay. storage. It's going to take a bunch to do that video thing. Well worth it but beautiful equipment, yeah. high-resolution monitors as well.
0: All right, we better run. We are out of time here on Tech Talk, but a great topic. I'd love to help them shop for that machine. Uh, Absolutely. Doug, your phone number and email.
1: Thank you, 651-552-9543, and admin at wccotech.com, wccotech.com, 651-552-9543. 9543. Thank you, Steve. Have a good weekend.
0: All right, there he is, Doug on Tech Talk here on News Talk. E3OWCCO, the news, and all the weather in a moment. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New
1: iPhone 15s?
0: Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.